0: Thank you so much, Megan, for praying us in. Man, we are so excited for week three of Fresh Water. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together and let's welcome our family into the room. I'm so excited for uh, what we're about to get into today. Uh, I just want to go ahead and prepare you today. We we have a lot of scripture that I'll be sharing. So go ahead and grab pen and paper. Uh, Get comfortable lean in. Um, go ahead and hit that share button if you're on a platform that can share or shoot a text or make that phone call and tell family and friends to join us as we get ready to start week three of Fresh Water. Are you guys excited? Are you looking forward to this? Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. I got a little inspiration this week to, to post on social media about my study time. So uh, man, I, I had a great time with Jesus throughout the week and, and I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to pour out, ready to pour out. So, hey, before we get into the scripture, I want to go ahead and give us context. And um, this this part in which we're going to enter scriptures during Passover celebration. And so Jesus and his disciples are having a meal, what we've come to call the Last Supper. And uh, Jesus is drawing near to the time of his death. And starting around John 14, he begins even the more to press into um, the kind of death that he's going to experience, how he's going to be arrested and and, and prosecuted and, and placed on a cross and beaten. And, and as he's sharing this at dinner with his disciples, uh, their discouragement meter is just going through the roof. You, you can see their countenance is falling. Tears are starting to shed across the table. But as they're experiencing this discouragement, Jesus persists in his encouragement. And he goes on to say things like, I am the way, I am the truth and the life. He goes on to say, I I go to prepare a place for you. He was saying, I'm going to heaven to prepare a place for you. You know where I'm going and you know how to get there. He says things like, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And so he's encouraging them and, and he's edifying them and lifting them up to the truth of who he is him being God in Abod. And then he goes on to promise them that he's going to give them the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. He says things like I leave you this gift, this gift of peace, a peace of mind and a peace of peace of heart. And as he does this, he encourages the disciples to persist. He encourages them to endure And if you're a King James person, to abide, to abide. So persist in me, endure in me, and uh, abide in me. And he uses this by using allegorical language in which he goes on to describe his relationship to us as believers. He describes it as a grapevine in its branches. So a grapevine in its branches. And with that set up, we're gonna go ahead and dive into the scripture. John 15, verse four says this. He says this here, remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse five, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. And he says this here, for apart from me, you can do you can do nothing. Now, in honor of the name of this series, Fresh Water, we've come to learn scripturally that water represents the Holy Spirit. Water represents the Holy Spirit. But when I think about water, I think about the vastness of water. I mean, we have water all over the place. I mean, if you go to Annapolis, you see, see the boats out there on the water. You got the Potomac River. Water's all over the place. Water composes uh, 71% of the earth's surface. The ocean contains 96.5% of the water in the earth. Um, The earth is composed of 332 cubic miles of water, whatever that means. I don't even know what a cubic is. I haven't been to school in a while, but I do know that 2.5% 2.5% of that is fresh water, and only 1% of all the water in the world is accessible for our edification and for our health. And we said in week one that that 1% essentially means that there is really one place where you can find fresh water for your soul, and, and that's in Jesus Christ. And so there, there's lots and lots and lots of water available, and if water represents the spirit of God, what that tells me is, is that there's a lot of God available to every human being, to every human being in the world. There's a lot of God available, but I want you to go ahead and write this down. Vast amounts of water may be available, yet how we channel water is what makes it profitable. Vast amounts may be available. It may be out there in the ocean. It may be in the lakes and the streams, but it's all in how we channel the water that makes it profitable for you and, and for me and, and for our families. Um, I need the water in my bathroom. I, I need that water out there to get into my kitchen. I, I need the water out there to get into water bottles so I can consume it. Yeah. So essentially, it's all about the flow. It's all about how, how we flow the water into every area of our lives. So, so, so Christians have water. We have the Holy Spirit, the Bible teaches, but are we allowing it to, to flow? And it's my personal belief that uh, we, we, we currently don't have a, a political problem. We don't have an economic problem. We don't have a racial problem. What we have, ladies and gentlemen, we have a flow problem. Wow. Oh we, we have a, gotta let the Spirit flow there are too many opinions out there right now, yeah. too many ideologies, too, too much stuff not based on truth. Too, too, many, too, many, too many of us get caught up in our feelings yeah. and, and it's clogging up, it's clogging up the, the flow. And so repeat this after me. It's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. If you're there, if, if you're on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're catching us at, go ahead and type that in. But it's all about the flow. It's all about the flow. And what I want to talk about is I want to talk about the way that the Holy Spirit flows in and through our lives. Good. That when we receive the Spirit of God, how, how the Spirit of God wants to flow and how it flows, how it functions in our lives. And so I want to give us five different ways that the Holy Spirit flows and they all start with a C. So number one is connection. The Holy Spirit flows through connection. And, uh, you know, one, one of my, I, I took botany. If you pronounce the T botany <laughs> In undergrad. And, uh, one of my claims, claim claims to fame is I made a, a B plus in botany. Thank you, Sam. It was a rather boring class, but uh, I got an 89. Now that professor could have gave me the extra percent, but I'm not salty about it. <laughs> oh, 14 years ago, I'm still pretty salty about it. But um, what we learned in botany, what we learned about the water gradient, how how water being underground, it, it starts under and with any plant, you have a root system. And so as you would know the, the roots absorb absorb the water and then it goes up through what we call xylem. Can you guys spell that xylem? Someone try to spell that. What's that? X-Y-Z. At wrong. She said X Y L U M. E M. There it is. <laughs> Yay. X Y L E M. So it starts through the roots. I forget. We're, we're on Sunday here. I'm sorry. Yeah. If we were in a room, we'd have a lot of fun with that. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. Xylem, X-Y-L-E-M. It starts from the roots and it goes through these capillaries, our veins, called xylem. Then it goes, goes through the stem and the vine and into the branches, how the water, how the, how the water travels. Essentially, in order, in order for water to flow, the branch must remain connected to the vine. In order for the water to flow, the branch must remain connected to the vine. And what we can identify here as Jesus talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promise of living water that he's gonna give his disciples, and then he journeys into this analogy about the grapevine and the branches, what we can ascertain here is that what is most important about this analogy, Jesus is actually not saying. He's actually not saying. Nowhere in this verse do you see anything about water. But the truth of the matter is, is that in order for a branch to produce fruit, it can't just be connected to the vine. It it needs the water to flow through the connection with the vine, Jesus Christ, in order to produce the fruit. So go ahead and write this down. In order for the Holy Spirit to flow in and through our lives we must remain connected to Christ in order. And it says this here in Ephesians 1:13. and you, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. The good news that God saves you. So if there's good news, there must be bad news. And the bad news is that we are all, we're all sinners. We have all missed the mark of what the Bible calls God's glorious standard. We've all sinned against God. We've all um, offended God's law. That's the bad news. And because of that bad news, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And so that Greek word and, and that, that Greek word for death means separation. So, so if we are to die in our sins, we are separated from the spirit of God for eternity. That's the bad news. The good news is, is that Jesus lived a sinless life and he died on a cross for us and his blood was shed for the remission of our sin. And the good news is, is that we don't have to work to receive righteousness or forgiveness. All we need, according to Ephesians 1, 13 is faith in Jesus. So he says this here, now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. So this was Paul referring to this very moment at the Last Supper that Jesus was promising the Holy Spirit. And so that's how the connection happens. So, so how do I remain connected to Christ, Pastor? Well, the same faith that you use to receive Christ into your life is the same faith that you continue to walk in in order to remain connected to Jesus Christ. It's the same faith. Well, I don't see him. Well, I can't touch him. Well, I don't feel good today. It's okay. You just got to continue to persist on in faith this is what jesus told thomas after jesus had resurrected from the grave and thomas was doubting you know it was really jesus resurrected jesus said this to thomas in john 20 he said thomas do you have faith because you've seen me the people who have faith in me without seeing me are the ones who are really blessed he's saying the, the people who who can't see me but but they they trust me and They've given their lives to me and they're going to abide in me. Those individuals are going to be truly fruitful in their lives. So the first way that the Holy Spirit flows in and through your life is through connection with Christ. And that connection remains vibrant through faith. The second way that the Holy Spirit flows is through communication. Communication. Or or you you can put prayer. Prayer and communication. Because the Holy Spirit is a person the Holy Spirit is God. The, well, God is three in one. God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And so you, you, can, you can actually communicate with the Holy Spirit. And, and so prayer, what I've taught people a lot is that prayer is a dialogue. Prayer is speaking to God and listening. A, a lot of us, we, we speak to God. We speak, and as soon as we're done speaking, we leave. But biblically, biblically prayers speaking to God and then listening. But, but if we could all admit that sometimes we don't know what to pray. Life gets tough. Life gets hard. Life makes you weak sometimes. It beats down on you. And sometimes you just don't know what to say to God. You don't know what to pray. But I love this promise about how the Holy Spirit flows. Romans 8, 26 says this. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So this is the promise. You may not know what to pray for, but that's when the Holy Spirit steps in And he begins to talk to the father and he begins to talk to the son about the very thing that you need and about the perfect will of God being played out in your life. So I just want to encourage you, if you felt weak in this season, if you felt discouraged in this season, if you felt lost or disconnected from God or or, or disconnected from the possibilities, the Holy Spirit has been interceding for the will of God to be performed and done in your life. And then it says this here in John 16, Jesus said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Years ago, this was a game changer for me. Verse 15, all that belongs to the father is mine. This is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. From me. So, this is how it works. Um, Lance, come here for a second. This is how the communication works. Francie, come here, my friend. My man. I love it. So, God the Father, <laughs> God the Son. I like how they, it stares too. It's like, it's levels to it, right? God, the Father, God, the Son. No, you know, I got this wrong. Jesus Christ. You can can be Jesus. You're the Holy Spirit, and I'm me. That's what I meant to say, and it still levels out. Okay, (laughs) hallelujah. (laughs) This is how it is. So what we do is we pray, and we ask Jesus and the Father, Lord, help me. Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me power. Lord, be with me. Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please. And, and how it plays out, the communication, how the Holy Spirit flows, is that my prayer, our prayers will go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what we think a lot of times is that Jesus will answer us. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. Jesus doesn't answer us because Jesus is now resting on the right hand of God on the throne. His work is done. It was, you remember on the cross, he said, it is finished. His work is done. But what he will do because he loves you is Jesus will tell him something good that I need to know when I'm discouraged. And he needs to tell me what you told him. He'll talk to the Holy Spirit (laughs) and the Holy Spirit will then come and communicate with me while I listen. Amen. The Holy Spirit told me it's all going to be all right. Come on, y'all. Club it up. That's good. Thank you, guys. It's all going to be all right. I love it. I love it. So here it is. You pray. The Holy Spirit speaks to Jesus. Jesus speaks to the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And, and so how do I know the voice of the Holy Spirit, Pastor? You, you remember that pillar of clarity from week one? Because Jesus said that he's going to lead you in all truth. And, and, and what he tells you he receives from me, God will never speak outside of his revealed will. It will always bear witness with the scripture. And that's why you want to grow in your scripture life so that you can identify the voice of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and write this down. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you comes directly from Jesus. Oh, Whew. Yeah. Whew. So th- that's really encouraging to me. That-, that changed my life about five or six years ago because Christ is resurrected yeah. and-, and he is alive and he is sitting on the right hand of the father, the, the hand of power and authority, it says, and strength. And-, and so whenever the Holy Spirit tells me something, it's Jesus himself, guiding my life. And so the Holy Spirit is, is your plug. All right. The third way that the Holy Spirit flows is through, here it is, conviction. Conviction. Some time ago, I, I went into, a, into the store. My, my, my entire family was with me, Pastor Kyra, my, my wife, and, and Jay, and Judah. Judah specifically asked me to grab, I think I've told the story before, to get him something. And uh, I went into the store and and Lord knows I forgot. I just, I forgot it. And uh, I got in the car. And as you know, these kids don't forget anything. (laughs) And as soon as I get in the car and put on my seatbelt, Judah, he asked me, he said, so daddy, did you, I forget what it was. Did you get it? And so I don't know what possessed me. It must've been something. It was the flesh. I don't know what it was, but I said, "Um, oh son, they were all out of it. (laughs) The truth is, is I forgot but I lied and man, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit for the next two hours, whoo, Jesus. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, now you know, you just lied to your five-year-old son. I'm just driving, trying to go about my life, turning up my music. But deep down in my soul, I'm not resting. I'm not resting. I'm oh my God! I lied to my baby, Jesus Christ, and and for two hours straight, just the Holy Spirit said he he finally told me he said now I'm going to command you. You need to apologize. You need to tell the truth, and you need to instruct. Because if you allow this, this lying spirit to persist, it's going to pass down to the next generation, and I'm trying to break this off of your off of your life and, and off of your family. And, and so Jesus said this in John 16, 8. He says, when he comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of its sin wow. and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Yeah. So, so I was convicted. So there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation says, you bad boy and you bad girl and you did this and God hates you and you'll never be good enough. Right. Conviction says, I love you. I see something going on. This is something I want to fix. I want to correct. So condemnation pushes you away, but conviction draws you closer so that God can make you better. So good. That's what conviction is. It draws you closer to the presence of God so that he can assess your spirit, assess your mind, assess your heart, and so that he can make you better. And so for some of us, that thing is, is punctuality, being on time. For, for some of us, it's, it's discipline. For some of us, it's, it's honesty. It's forgiveness. And, and we got to allow the Holy Spirit to flow. Jesus actually said in this series of verses in John 15, he says the father either cuts off the branches that are not bearing fruit. So it's good that you lost some friends that were not bearing fruit, or he's going to prune the branches that are bearing fruit. You can be bearing fruit in a lot of areas of your life. But if the Holy Spirit walks by your life and he sees you're not bearing fruit in that area, he's going to pull out the knife. He's going to pull out the the scissors and he's going to cut that off. That's what conviction does. It cuts off the very thing that's not bearing fruit in your life, the very thing that's preventing you from tapping into everything that God has for you. The Holy Spirit flows through conviction. Then he also flows through, here it is, comfort. 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 Branches go through different seasons. Summer, the heat of summer and the cold of winter. The leaves fall off in the fall. Branches go through so, so much. And uh, while remaining in Jesus, Jesus actually expects us to go through trouble. He actually said that you will have trouble in this world. But take heart, don't be afraid. So while we remain in Christ, as we abide in Christ, as we remain rooted in Christ, we can expect a bad diagnosis. We can expect broken relationships. We, we can expect some financial hardship. That's just the truth of this fallen world. We can expect these things. But it says here in 2 Corinthians 1.5, For the more we suffer for Christ the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the more we hurt, mm-hmm. the more we receive healing. Come on. Come on. The more pain we endure, the more God comes in to, to relieve that pain, that comfort. that comfort will happen. So one of the nicknames of the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Mm-hmm. The comforter in the Greek is paraclete, yeah. the, the aid or, or the helper. And the comforter comes to bring us comfort and aid when you experience hardship as you follow what God has called you to do. So, so the, the purpose of the comforter is not to give you comfort just to sit there. Right. But there is an expectation that the disciples were going to get to work that they were gonna start sharing Jesus in the world and they were gonna start being excellent and they were gonna start bearing fruit for God and glorifying God and doing the things that God had called them to do, that they were gonna raise their children well and that they were gonna be great on the job and they were gonna glorify God. And as they did those good things, they were gonna run into some bad things. And whenever they run into the bad things, the the Holy Spirit was gonna comfort them. So the comfort is actually based on you going to do what God called you to do. Wow. Wow. Just sitting there on a couch and being lazy, that's not comfort, that's the flesh. But as you do what God has called you to do, that's when the comfort comes. Uh, you know, it's, man, I, I can recall when, uh, I remember that, 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 that evening, because um, we, we left my mother-in-law's house and we were going to spend the night at my mom's house right before we moved to Maryland that night. And we were going to leave early in the morning. And uh, man, I remember, man, my, my oldest son and my wife, uh, Judah was too young. And even myself, we were the whole family gathered at my mother-in-law's house. And it was just a lot of sadness and pain, you know, but we were obeying the call of God. we were about to uproot everything. We quit jobs. We left opportunities. We we're going to leave our parents. We were, it, it hurt. It hurt. It, it hurt. It hurt like, excuse my French, it hurt like hell, right? It hurt. But as we were obeying God and as we were driving up to Maryland, the comfort began to come. And, and that comfort resides in the soul. And it reaffirms you that you're doing the right thing by following Jesus, by trusting Jesus, by pressing into Jesus. That comfort, that comfort came. And the fifth way that the Holy Spirit flows is through community through community. And this is my commandment. It says here, Jesus, John 15, verse 12. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. So as he continues to talk about this, this analogy of the vine and the branches, these are within the same verses. And now he's saying, I flow through, I flow through the church. And he says this here, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends that tells me a lot about the purpose of church. Wow. It's actually to come to church to see how I can make the church better. Wow. <sighs> yes. not, not to see what I can consume. That's the purpose of the community of Christ. And then he says this here, verse 16, he says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Yep. Yep. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. So that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. So, so this is what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that our hearts are soil. Our hearts represent soil. So good soil, good soil, good soil, good soil, good soil, good soil, good soil. The Holy Spirit in us represents the living water of God, living water, living water, living water, living water, living water, living water, living water. water. And so when we come together as a church, it it represents when we're loving each other and serving each other. It represents the unseen spiritual root system and how we're interconnected in community. (sighs) Soil water. And so when we're interconnected, the Holy Spirit flows. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit flows. Go ahead and write this down. The Holy Spirit flows through healthy churches. And it will continue to flow through your life as you remain rooted in a healthy church. That's good. That's what Jesus just said, right? Am I am I honoring the text, love each other. Mm -hmm. This is right after he talks about the vine and the branches and being connected. Why? Because branches need to be connected in community. Rarely will you go out and find a tree with only one branch or a vine. Typically a vine has many branches. And so what Jesus is saying, he's saying, you're designed to be in community. That's how my spirit, that's how my spirit flows. So I want to encourage you, get get into healthy, healthy community. There are three ways that you can get rooted here at Highlight. Number one, our Sunday worship experience. I I encourage you to keep logging in, be it 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. or 12.15 p.m. Log in, get into the word, lean in, comment. We want to know that you're there. We want to pray for you. We want, we want to check in on you. We, we want to encourage you, lift you up, let you know you're not alone. So the Sunday worship experience. number two, join a light group. Th- these are midweek week groups that come together to study God's word, to build each other, to build each other up in our faith. Join a light group. And the third way is become a superhero. You have superpowers. They're called spiritual gifts, given by the Holy Spirit. To make a difference. get rooted. Yeah, so get rooted. Get rooted. And so we'll pick it up here as we near towards the end of this message. I hope it's a blessing. Is, is this a blessing y'all? Yeah. It's good, it's Good. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Here it is. John 15 verse seven says this here, "But if you remain in me, and my words, remain in you,, whew, here's a promise. You may ask for anything you want, yeah. and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy and glory to my Father. So, what is the fruit or the result of the flow? I want to give you three things. What's the result of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through your life? I want to give you three things that Jesus outlined here. Number one, Answer prayers. Answer prayers. He says, You can you can ask me for anything and it will be granted. It will be granted. A, lo- a lot of our prayers aren't being answered because we're not remaining. We we often we uproot we, we either uproot in, in two, one of two seasons, Anissa. Either in a season of comfort or a season of crisis. And it's just, don't, no, Jesus said, remain, remain in the summer heat, remain in the winter cold, remain when the leaves fall off, remain, remain. I want to answer some of those prayers. Remain. I, I'm personally, I'm 33. God, God is, God, who, man, the things that God has shown me and promised me, I can't be given up. <laughs> I can't. They say you don't start living until you're about 40, 50. Yeah, right. Jesus. Right. I'm, I'm locked in, Jesus. Sign me up. I don't, you know, so remain because part of that is the answer, prayers. All right, the second result, the second form of fruit is a blessed life. Don't you want to be blessed? A blessed life. Starting with spiritual blessings, Galatians 5, says this, and, and some translation says that, the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces. But here in the CEV, it says, God's spirit makes us loving, happy, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. There is no law against behaving in any of these ways. You can't, you're unstoppable when you live by the spirit. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Oh, Jesus, I done broke my script. That's what I'm trying to get to a lot of people in this season, Lance. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color you are. Come on. Come on. Yeah. If, if you live according to the values of the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. And if you allow the Holy Spirit to dictate yeah. your coming and your goings and yeah. how you respond and, and how you are. If you allow, there's nothing that can stop you. Yeah. There's nothing that can stop you. You're looking at a 33-year-old black man who leads a a diverse church in this time of racial division, but it hasn't been by might. It has not been by strength, but as it says in Zechariah, by my spirit says the Lord. So if you live spirit led God, come on church, God will bless your life. There's nothing that can stop you. Mm. Well, I started from the bottom. It doesn't matter. God can raise you up. Well, they're against me. No, they're not. Live by the spirit and watch God bless your life. The fruit that it produces, gentleness, kindness, goodness. Man, there's nothing that can stop that stuff. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. And then in that second kind of in the natural realm, that blessed life, go ahead and write this down, is when your life or faith produces fruit that blesses others. That's a part of the blessed life, right? Because if Jesus is divine and we're the branches and, and, and we're producing fruit because we remain, wouldn't we agree that all fruit is sweet, it's yeah. it's nutritious, So we're not just bearing fruit to make us look prettier. We bear fruit to bless the world. So the blessed life, the blessed life as you remain in Jesus is bearing fruit results that bless the world. I want to raise kids that bless the world. I want a marriage, not just for me and my wife, but a marriage that blesses the world. I want a church, not just to get bigger. Come on, church, but a church that blesses the world. That's the blessed life. The blessed life. I'm telling you, God's trying to mature people in this season. He's trying to mature us. It's not about us, it's about number three God's glory. What is the fruit of the flow of the Spirit in your life? God's glory. God's glory the result of your life or the outcome of your life will be a result of how the spirit flowed in and through your life. And and what God is saying, what Jesus is saying here is that when people look at you, when, when, when people look at you, when they look at your life, God wants people to see him. When people look at your life, God wants people to see him. His glory on your life. Ooh, that's God. Man, that's, look look at that. That's God. Look look at that family. Look Look at that young man. Look at that lady. She just got another bad report. But she's at peace. She's praising. That's God. Look at that business. That's God. Look at that church. That's God. And his spirit has been made available to everybody. To everybody. Let's put our hands together for the word of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Wow. The flow, the flow, the flow. I just, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just simply put, God loves you and he sent his son on a cross to die for your sins. And there's nothing separating you from the love of God. So if that be you today and you want to come to, come to the Lord, just just pray with me. Everyone else, just bow your heads in agreement. And um, we're going to pray. Today, you're going to be made new. Yeah. You're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is different than water baptism. This is when the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, sends the Holy Spirit to be immersed in your heart. Yeah. And so you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The old you is going to pass, and the new you is going to come so that he can flow in your life. Your destiny is fruitfulness. So if that be you, go ahead and pray Pray with me. Pray with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that you rose Jesus from the dead. Lord Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood on the cross for my forgiveness Lord I ask for the gift of your spirit fill me make me new make me whole I am yours Father God give me the strength to remain and to abide in Christ and may my life glorify you from this day forward I love you In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate. Amen. 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 Well, we love you guys. We're going to give you some some next steps. We want to encourage you. If you made that decision today, it's the greatest decision you've ever made in your life. And so um, my prayer, my hope for you is that you would find community. If you're local, we'd love to connect with you. If not, find a healthy church so that the Holy Spirit can flow. Until next week, you take care. God bless you. We love you. See you later.